Everyone, welcome to another awesome day with a struggle. I'm Sean Lee. I'm James Park. We're here to discuss the reality of daily struggles and how it's a constant no matter where we are on our journey. Join us for honest conversations as we navigate life, business, and career challenges. Learn how to accept the struggles and how it's all about the mindset. How was your week, man? You graduated. Mm-hmm. Or graduated? You walked. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yeah, I walked. Graduated last year, but yeah. <laughs> finally got to walk. Had the honor of being on stage. They gave me like a Berkeley Leader Award. And so wow. they, you know, asked kind of the award recipients to sit on stage for the entire two hours so your entire class can stare at you. Wow. <laughs> That's gotta be tough. You gotta like be focused the entire time. Yeah. I was just trying to sit still. Yeah. And pretending to listen. Yeah, the person next to me was shaking their leg and I was like, all right, I have to sit really still. (laughs) And then, yeah, clap incessantly. Yeah. Because everybody's watching you. Right. And nod when someone says something good. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nod your head. Exactly. But it was fun. It was really fun just to go see people in person Mm -hmm. and hang out. They're really strict about COVID, you know, and vaccine rules and proof of vaccinations, all that stuff. So you felt pretty safe. I mean, everyone still wore a mask, but it was just great to hang out with friends that I haven't seen in like over a year. And then it was also just great taking the family miles up to San Francisco. We went to the Exploratorium, which was more fun for the adults, I think, than a 21-month-old child because he was just didn't really know or care. He's like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, but we were exploring. My, My parents came and we were literally all spread out. Nobody was hanging out with Miles. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, have you been to the Exploratorium in SF? I can't say that I have. It's like a science museum. Okay, it's, it's this amazing like tactile science museum called Exploratorium in Embarcadero. And everything's tactile. They just like, they play around with stuff, right? And learn about physics. And then we went to the Cal Academy Science Museum. That was really fun. I love that place. Have you ever been there? I think I've been there, yeah. Yeah, you must have been there. That's in Golden Gate Park. That's like a really yeah. famous. There's like a rainforest exhibit with an aquarium, and whatnots. That's like one of my favorite museums. And then stopped by the Japanese Garden and the Botanical Gardens for the first time. Dang, you had a pretty busy week. Wait, was that all in one day? Wow. Exploratorium was Thursday, I believe, and then Friday was the because Cal Academy, Japanese Garden, and Botanical Gardens are all in that center part of Golden Gate Park, and so that we we kind of knocked that out in one day. Nice. But it was fun. That's good. Is this Miles' first time in San Francisco? It's his first time flying. Oh. Yeah, definitely first time in San Francisco. First time out of Orange County. (laughs) Right, right. Forgot COVID probably really didn't let you fly very much, huh? Or go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. He's a COVID baby. But that was my week. It was pretty chill. I think the biggest struggle was just to step away from work. We have a couple of big projects that that were in motion at the beginning of the week. And... Mm -hmm struggle is just to let it go and just yeah. you know, hang out with family and just relax. Yeah. I mean, it's always probably in the back of your mind, right? Yeah. I think what's always in the back of my mind is, am I doing enough or I'm not doing enough? Right. I could always, you know, I could do more. It's like, no, you could also just sleep so you can be rested for this week. <laughs> right. That's true. That's an interesting struggle. It's actually good, I guess, to think that that is a struggle because I wouldn't think that most people would think that's a struggle. They would think mm. more that I should be doing more. I have to be doing more. And to kind of reframe it to say, actually, it's okay to take time off. It's okay to let this go. And mm-hmm. work will always be there. 
right? They'll always be there. And I think problems will never, ever stop. And to be able to let that go for even just a week is really difficult. And to put yourself into like the awareness to realize that this is what you're doing. Yeah, I actually, I, I never really thought about that. Yeah. I mean, part of it, I think that helps because I, I do know there's a trap of perpetual procrastination. Mm-hmm. Looking at my calendar, I did have a very busy week set up already. A lot of potential client calls and prospective clients, I should say, had already booked a time. So the entire week was already mapped out. So I, I just really thought, well, knowing I have a busy week ahead, I really should make sure that I'm fully present for the week versus trying to burn myself out because there's a lot of important things ahead. Yeah, that makes sense. Because a trap is like you're just taking time off and then not having anything planned. I think that's when I do struggle. I have plenty of weeks like that where I'm just like, I take time off, but I didn't plan anything following up, which is totally fine. But then I would sometimes lapse into just doing nothing yeah. <laughs> for yeah. like two or three weeks, which is honestly, that's fine too. Yeah. I, 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 that's funny. When, when you talk about how one of the difficult things was letting go of work, at that point, it, you kind of think that work is your purpose and you have some sort of drive or, or purpose of what to do. And that's the main focus that you have. Yeah. For me right now, like I had a really rough weekend hmm. because I felt that I wasn't, same as you, I felt like I wasn't doing enough, but yeah. I'm coming from a place where I'm stuck in this mode of, I've been on this plateau for years and trying to get off and trying to find what to do next has made me feel kind of purposeless. And I was stuck in that phase this entire weekend where I'm like, oh man, I'm really not doing anything. I have no drive. I have no, like, I have no struggles. I'm so lazy right now. And that in itself is kind of a struggle. <laughs> Does that make sense? And yeah, yeah. It's interesting that the hard part is trying to get unstuck in a way. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's like the inception of struggles. <laughs> I feel like there's like this meta struggle called life, right? That is all, you know, ever present. And then you're absolutely right. There's like the struggle of finding purpose. But I, I'm going to be honest, like even when I feel like I have a purpose, I still struggle to find motivation to hmm. go after that purpose. Yeah. Maybe this is just the week where I'm giving myself grace. This is one of those weeks where I'm just like, dude, you just got to give yourself grace. What's the point of beating yourself up? And I'm just in that state right now. <laughs> it's like, I'm like being okay with myself. Is it because you took time off? Like, do you feel behind? Like, why do you have to give yourself grace right now? It seems, I mean, from an outside point of view, I would say, Sean, you're doing a lot. You're running a company. It doesn't even feel like you're running a company, actually. I feel like most CEOs and founders that I talk to are frazzled out of their minds or working 100% of their time, like taking time off an entire, let's say you took like, what, five days to really Mm -hmm. take time, spend with family, go up. Yeah. Celebrate. Like we forget often that we have to celebrate this stuff. I don't know. Maybe going to the ceremony kind of felt like a chore more than anything. It did. (laughs) And it felt like, oh, there are more important things to be doing. Yeah. Right. So you feel behind. Yeah. I mean, that's most of it. And there's, there are a lot of things that keep me frazzled. I think there are a lot of moving pieces with the businesses. 
But then I also realize, I think we have to accept that that's just the reality of it. Stuff is going to come up, right? Family stuff is going to come up. I have to spend time with family. There's going to be weekends or weeks where we're just not going to be as productive. Looking back, honestly, like the past two or three months, I just, I definitely don't feel like, you know, as a startup CEO, I've been as productive as I should have been. But I think part of the reason we started this podcast was to kind of talk through that and say, you know, that's totally okay. It's not like I've been unproductive for years Mm -hmm. or like decades. You know, what's a couple of weeks? What's a couple of months, right? Yeah. Honestly, life is short, but life is also pretty long. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And I'd also even dare to ask your non-productive weeks might be still very productive. You still get things done enough, right? I mean, you're still, your company hasn't caught up in flames and dying in just a couple <laughs> of weeks. I wouldn't say that you're going into this place of not replying to any single email. You're not completely ditching your day-to-day responsibilities of being a CEO, being a founder, being a father, being a husband, right? Being a friend. You have all these lists of things that you're probably already still doing. And yeah, you might be saying like, I'm not productive in this last like few weeks or a couple months compared to your peak, the peak, most productive time of your life when the company is just getting started and things are super excited, things are moving, you're hiring people, you're, you know, your team is getting out features, right? You bring up a really good point. And I think what it is, is it's what you just had said a little bit ago, which is that. Well, we, we definitely tie productivity to work. Everything's tied to work, right? Or whatever we define as work or however we define what work is for us, right? Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. Like, I don't feel productive. And when I say that, I don't feel productive is because I don't feel productive on my work-related stuff. But if I were to change the, the lens and the perspective to spending time with my family or going to the gym, exercising, taking care of my health, it's like, you're right. Like, I was pretty darn productive in those areas, right? Or helping a friend out. But again, we don't factor that into our productivity because productivity is defined by work output very specifically, not even input. Just give you some examples. Like if I spent a week doing a lot of research, doing a lot of reading, kind of prepping for future work, right? I don't really feel like I was that productive because there was no immediate output. And kind of coming full circle on this conversation, I think what's important is we need to look at things more holistically Mm -hmm. and we need to stop. Well, it's hard to say to stop worrying about output because there is this idea that we need a feedback loop, right? Yeah. And output is in many ways a feedback loop. And if we go back to that whole give and take Adam Grant book that I mentioned a long time ago, the reason people burn out is because they don't have a good feedback loop. Like teachers, they don't have a good feedback loop. You teach somebody... It's like, what happened to that student, <laughs> right? Very rarely do you hear someone come back 20 years later and say, oh, oh my gosh, you know, you changed my life, right? Because of your class. And teachers are prone to, to burnout. Doctors are prone to burnout. Like what happened to this patient, right? right? What was the ultimate outcome? And so for us, we have to keep that in mind is that we may not see the ultimate outcome. We definitely won't see the ultimate outcome for years to come, but. That's true. How do we juggle that? How do we manage that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to feel like the preparation to make sure that the outcome is good. You don't really see the prep work. You don't really feel the prep work as accomplishing something. Yeah. 
You don't. How do you cope with that? Right? I think this is a really interesting conversation because if we look three years from now and you're a prolific writer, play pretend, right? You're a prolific writer. You've published two New York Times bestsellers, <laughs> right? And it's like, well, of course, everything I did was not for naught. You know, <laughs> right, right. It all made sense. And that's how I can view things like podcasting now, you know, having podcasting businesses like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. It's progression. Like this was the outcome, right? But at the time, I think I just had to be okay, if I were to think back, okay with not getting much outcome. I mean, when I started the Haas podcast, mm-hmm. I like maybe like 10, 20 downloads in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was spending a lot of time, kind of like how we are right now, right? Yeah. You know, spending the time to talk and record this. And there'll probably be like five people listening. They're just like, why are you doing this? But then again, we're okay with not having an outcome though. Going back to what you said last conversation, everything's a choice, right? So we're able to choose in this particular situation that the particular outcome we want out of this podcast is to just have a conversation, is to be in each other's presence and talk things out, right? Not to have like a million listeners listening to this. Right. Maybe it's also about, and I hate to say this, but the enjoyment of it. Just enjoy it. That's true. Enjoying the process. You're enjoying what you're doing. Not the destination, right? That's right. And I hate that. I really hate that because I think it's something that it's very hard to grasp because of this concept about how everything is tied to the output. Mm -hmm. And if we're only chasing that, and if we're tying any sort of meaning to life with outputs, then this kind of goes into not ever being present for the moments that lead to the outcome. And if you're not enjoying this, like if at some point we are not enjoying the conversation that we're having, Mm -hmm. we should stop. Even if there's millions of listeners, it wouldn't matter at that point, right? Because it would just be, we're at that point, like going for this outcome and okay, we have a lot of listeners, but so what? If we're not getting anything out of it, then most likely neither will the listeners and there will probably be a follow-up of like downward trend of our conversations. Yeah. But James, what comes first? That's kind of what I'm struggling with as I'm listening to you talk about it. It's like, what comes first? What what do I mean by this? Do we lose enjoyment first because we choose to, or do we lose enjoyment as a result of something else that happens? How would we even lose enjoyment? I'm sure there are a million reasons, but yeah. What I'm trying to get at to come back to the original conversation about your weekend and the struggle is that it's all about framing, right? Like, how do we see this thing? Like, I can view it as, oh, it was an unproductive weekend. Or I can view it as, oh, I had a great time with my family. Or I got to watch a lot of sports and really just chill out and relax, mm-hmm. right? And hang out with, I don't know if you hung out with Eric or not, but <laughs> or hang out, you know, hang out with your, your brother. Yeah. And taken to what we were just talking about with the podcast, it's like, oh, it's like we're having really interesting conversations around struggles, depression, mental health, all this stuff. Because of what you said last time, I think it all comes down to a choice. Like we'd have to choose that, you know, this is not enjoyable for us anymore, right? Yeah, okay, okay. But why do we choose that? How does that happen? Why did I choose to feel so pessimistically about my productivity? Is it because somebody expects me Maybe my business partner, maybe in my head, back of my head, I'm just like, my business partner expects more from me. 
Well, maybe he's not. He's just like, dude, go relax for a weekend. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> maybe it's also expectations that we've set for ourselves. I feel like this kind of goes to like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Exactly. Yeah. Is it a paradox? Because you can't have one without the other? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what the <laughs> issue of having choice is. I don't know why, but I, for some reason, I'm thinking about the Matrix. Mm-hmm. How the machines built a, the first version of the Matrix was perfect and it was incredible, but then the entire system failed. But it's when they added choice. Is that what they added to make, make it right? Yeah. To make it work where humans needed a choice and maybe like choosing to accept something like that the choice for us to accept something is required for us to be able to enjoy it. Hmm. Does that make sense? I see what you're saying. And if we feel like because we have a million listeners, like we just have to do it for the sake of doing it, it's no longer a choice. Yeah. Then we lose enjoyment. That makes perfect sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's that's a good point. Because we're trying to do it for someone else now. It's not a decision that we make to continue doing this. When people say that they're afraid of success, maybe that is kind of part of it. Because like when I hear like the fear of success, why are your people are afraid to be successful? Like, what the hell does that even mean? I would love to be successful, but maybe it's <laughs> that when you become successful in something, you have a lot more responsibilities and maybe the responsibilities kind of pile up where all of a sudden you're not free. You're not as free to make the choices that you want. You don't have the luxury at some point to say, fuck it, I'm doing nothing today. Right. And you feel like you have to like continue going with this path of success that you've created for yourself. But yeah, I would even argue that it's at that moment when you feel trapped and it might be even a, an exercise that you could do to understand that everything's going to be okay. Like it doesn't matter if you decide I'm never going to do another podcast. I'm going to quit as CEO. I'm going to, I'm just going to stop working. Yeah. Maybe even that kind of thought process is, is what's important to realize like that you do want to continue going, that you do want to continue working because this is something that you want to like, you ask yourself, do I want to continue doing this? Like, why do I do it? Oh, I enjoy it. I enjoy this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's accepting that. Yeah. Maybe it's just the loop that you have to go through. And I think the more you go through that loop, the more you're comfortable with it. And maybe that's what we're working towards. Like we said last time, it doesn't get easier. It gets upgraded. But I think that is learning to enjoy the process, right? Learning to enjoy the pain which sounds weird, but that's maybe just how things are. I mean, as Buddhists always say, or I think Buddha said this, it's like life is suffering. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I never quite understood it. I think I'm starting to understand it now, but not suffering in like the purely suffering way, but that everything is a struggle. You're absolutely right about the matrix. That's one thing I loved about it was that there's this theory that like the real world that they were supposedly escaping to was also part of the matrix. Oh, because the matrix realized, based on what you're saying, you know, the original matrix is perfect. Matrix realized that the humans needed a struggle. They needed to struggle against something, to fight against something. And so the matrix created the perfect matrix, and then outside of it created this non-perfect matrix. And oh. they were always in the matrix. They never, 
they never got out. Oh, that's why Neo could go between the two worlds and see between the two worlds because it was all still the Matrix. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> that's a great. Okay, I read that on Reddit. Go read that on Reddit. Is that what Matrix Four is going to be about? That's awesome. <laughs> this is a great catch up for the week. Let's continue this conversation next week. This is always fun. Yeah. Good chatting with you, man. Go get after the rest of the day. Sounds great, brother. You too. Enjoy the night at some point. Take time off. (laughs) You know what? Just be kind to yourself. That's a message for you and, and everyone out there. I like that. And myself. You too, Sean. Yeah. Talk to you soon. See you next week.